it started moving back towards The Handmaid's Tale, and that's why it resonates. Is America truly becoming Gilead? How much of The Handmaid's Tale's terrifying fiction has already come to pass? Maybe more than you think. We don't put anything in the show that hasn't happened somewhere. Um, so everything, no matter how dark it is, it's happened. As the shock of the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade spread through the U.S., many turned to comparisons to The Handmaid's Tale, the horrific dystopian series based on Margaret Atwood's 1985 novel about fertile women being turned into childbearing slaves it struck a nerve when it started airing in 2017, as the election of Donald Trump suddenly made the story feel a little less far-fetched. The brilliance of Margaret Atwood's book is it's been relevant for over 30 years. It was relevant in 85 when it came out, and um, unfortunately it remains relevant now. But a few years later, The Handmaid's Tale's brutal, medieval-feeling Republic of Gilead seems downright possible here in the USA, and a lot sooner than we could have ever imagined. So let's look at what from the story has come true so far in the US, and what hasn't yet. Better never means better for everyone, and it always means worse for some. In the puritanical regime of Gilead, which takes over the USA, fertile women are turned into handmaids, raped by powerful men called commanders, and forced to give birth to babies who are taken away and placed with the commanders and their wives. All this sounds far too bleak to be imaginable in the US, but elements of it are already happening in some states. Women being forced to carry unwanted pregnancies to term? Check. Even if they're raped or even still children themselves? Incredibly, yes unless they can afford to travel to a place where abortion's still legal. Some forms of contraception are even said to be next up on the anti-abortion agenda, and in Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas's concurring opinion for Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, the case that overturned Roe, that the court should reconsider Griswold v. Connecticut ruling, which declared the right to contraception as protected. No doubt taking away rights to contraceptives would substantially add to the unwanted pregnancies women could be forced to carry. In A Handmaid's Tale flashback of pre-Gilead USA, we see how our current state of affairs led to Gilead's status quo. Janine, a single mom struggling to make ends meet, can't afford a second baby and schedules an abortion at a place that actually turns out to be a crisis pregnancy center. I want to go through with it. That's why I'm here. Well, we don't do them here. What? What is this place? Somewhere we can help you understand what happens when you choose abortion. In today's America, countless of these anti-abortion centers use scary misinformation to talk people out of abortions. Abortion is dangerous. Collect women's personal information with no HIPAA obligation to keep it private, and already outnumber actual abortion clinics in many areas. In the first episode of Handmaid's Tale, June and Emily walk by someone who's been hanged for working in an abortion clinic. While this isn't happening in the U.S., people are being prosecuted for aiding abortions in any way in Texas, Idaho, and more states soon to follow, while women who've aborted or miscarried can even face criminal charges of murder. Within Gilead, same-sex relationships are outlawed, termed gender treachery, and brutally punished, sometimes with death. In the U.S. today, a record number of new laws across the country, like Florida's Don't Say Gay bill, are targeting LGBT rights and restricting gay and transgender youth's access to protections and discussion involving their sexuality or identity. You're injecting these concepts about choosing your gender. That is just inappropriate for, for our schools. And Clarence Thomas also wrote in his Dobbs opinion that the court should reconsider past cases Obergfell v. Hodges, which ruled the right to same-sex marriage is protected, as well as Lawrence v. Thomas, which ruled anti-sodomy laws unconstitutional. 
In other words, he's suggesting many states could revert to a time where same-sex marriage is no longer legal and homosexuality is even criminalized. This is basically what we see happen in A Handmaid's Tale flashback when Emily and her wife are confronted by ICE agents who tell them that their marriage is all of a sudden no longer recognized. The document is no longer recognized. You are not married. It's forbidden. Gilead took control of the U.S. by bombing the White House, while a relatively small number of men with guns stormed the U.S. Capitol and declared martial law. Who is that? It's the Capitol. 20 or 30 guys with machine guns just, just started shooting from the galleries. It definitely seemed like nothing that could really happen until January 6, 2021. Evidence that Trump supported that event, as well as his blatant attempts to overrule the results of the 2020 Democratic election, backed by a significant portion of the Republican Party, make it clear that such a coup or seizure of power is more than possible in the U.S.'s near future. Gilead is ruled by a theocratic inner circle of male commanders with all the power. You are the misery of all men. All of you. In our current climate, an increasing number of political candidates are calling for end to separation of church and state. The Supreme Court is issuing decision after decision at odds with the majority wishes of the U.S. population. And gerrymandering across the country is ensuring that an ever smaller percentage of voters are dictating who's elected, assuming those elections will even be respected. All of this makes Gilead's council of unelected men seem less and less unrealistic. America was not uh, initially founded as a 19th century Enlightenment Republic. It was initially a 17th century uh, theocracy. Gilead's outlook is also inspired by historical precedents in the U.S., like the Puritanism and witch trials in our 17th century roots and the rise of the Christian right in the 80s during the time Atwood was writing. That tendency keeps bubbling up in America from time to time. One of the most evil things Gilead does is to steal children from their parents, both newborns from the handmaids and older children from parents who are deemed unfit. Obviously, separating parents and their children could never happen here, except that it already has and is reportedly still happening. The Handmaid's Tale raises some terrifying ideas of what it could be like if the government were to expand criteria for taking children away on supposedly moral grounds. In one flashback, June is interrogated for giving her daughter medicine before sending her to daycare. Did you medicate her to bypass the school's fever policy? So you wouldn't have to miss work today? She's judged for working instead of staying home with her child. We have busy lives, but children are so precious. We have to make certain that they are in a safe home environment with fit parents. And she's ultimately deemed immoral because her husband was married to someone else when they first got together. In the days before Gilead, the world is undergoing a major fertility crisis. So God whipped up a special plague, the plague of infertility. And Gilead seizes on people's panic, pretending its policies are the only way to increase birth rates. You girls will serve the leaders of the faithful and their barren wives. You will bear children for them. 
The global birth rate has declined in our world, too, around 50% over the last 70 years. And in the U.S., the birth rate declined nearly 20% from 2007 to 2020. Whereas in Handmaid's Tale, it becomes physiologically impossible for most women to have children, in our world, there's a more complex mix of factors, like the increased cost of raising children, changing cultural standards, and people having families later. A new CDC report looks at fertility rates for women, finding families are getting smaller, and women are having babies later in life. Gilead's response is to remove all women's opportunities outside of childbearing and force them to have kids they don't want. In The Handmaid's Tale, Gilead also uses the climate crisis as a justification for its policies. They filled the air with chemicals and radiation and poison. And Margaret Atwood has said that women will suffer disproportionately as a result of climate catastrophes. In addition to hangings or making women become handmaids, Gilead imprisons women who are seen as immoral, i.e. adulterous or promiscuous, LGBT or abortion patients, by sending them to the colonies, where they're exposed to life-threatening radiation and worked basically to death. Back to work! The Lord is my master. He is my strength and my sustenance. Not here. This plot actually has a historical precedent in our country. In the early 1900s, during World War I, the American plan locked up women thought to be promiscuous in order to protect soldiers from STDs or from being tempted by sex workers. And again, it's echoed in the initiative to criminally punish abortion patients. In its early days, Gilead takes away women's rights to hold jobs or own property, suddenly freezing all assets belonging to women. Women can't own property anymore. Luke can use your account. I'll transfer the money to him. Or that's what they're saying, husband or male next of kin. This is a key plot point that hasn't happened in the U.S., but it's terrifying to imagine how effective that would be at immediately disempowering all women. You can't really predict the future, but you can speculate on what might be possible. And it's not inconceivable if you look at other countries in the world. Women in Taliban-controlled Afghanistan are banned from working or receiving higher education. And according to the World Bank, as of 2019, women in half of the countries in the world are unable to assert equal land and property rights despite legal protections. In Gilead, women are forbidden from reading. A society in which women can no longer read your book or anything else. Today, unlike in some other countries, U.S. women's rights to education remain intact, but U.S. school curriculums and public libraries are seeing record numbers of challenges or bans of books dealing with topics like gender identity, racism, and sexuality. Politicians like Ron DeSantis and Harry McMaster objected to schools reading the book Gender Queer by Maya Kubabe, while Glenn Youngkin ran an ad featuring a parent upset that her teen son's class was reading Toni Morrison's Beloved, and Senator Ted Cruz took major issue with the book Anti-Racist Baby. Do you, do you agree with this book that is being taught with kids that, that babies are racist? Senator. In flashbacks to pre-Gilead USA, we see Serena Joy campaigning for Gilead's vision of women staying in the home as subservient wives and mothers. I'm blessed to have a home and a husband to care for and follow. 
This backstory is reminiscent of right-wing female personalities like Ann Coulter, Tommy Lahren, or Phyllis Schlafly, who gained platforms by promoting regressive gender ideas. Most recently, Amy Coney Barrett is the female addition to the Supreme Court who helped usher in the end of Roe v. Wade. Is Roe a super precedent? I'm answering a lot of questions about Roe, which I think indicates that Roe doesn't fall in that category. In The Handmaid's Tale, as soon as Serena has served her purpose helping the rise of the Gilead regime, she's cast aside and given none of the power she expected. So it's a reminder that if you campaign against the rights of all women or any minority group you belong to, you won't be the exception who escapes the consequences. There is no one less worthy of redemption than you. Other flashbacks to pre-Gilead U.S. focus on June's mother, Holly, a feminist activist, and in those days, June isn't particularly political or eager to follow in her mother's footsteps. But as she experiences the brutality and injustice of Gilead, June becomes a total rebel and badass. They should have never given us uniforms if they didn't want us to be an army. Showing that sometimes you don't know the power you possess until you're truly pushed to take a stand. You don't know what you're capable of until you have to do it. There are still countless crucial major differences that are keeping the U.S. from becoming Gilead. But the fact that many of these comparisons actually do work is beyond scary. They're infinitely possible futures. Like June, so many are outraged by the decisions being made for us. But from that hurt comes the need to act to protect the country we love and want to be free for all. Which one we get will depend on the decisions we make now. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get notified about all our new videos.